Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Gab Uncensored. I am Gabby, and I have here uh, Kevin Wilkinson. I've actually met him on a, I don't know if it's a retreat, sort of a workshop uh, that another friend of ours hosted a few weeks ago, and it was called Manifest. It was an amazing event, and I met a lot of people that trip and Kevin was one of them and he's well I'm gonna let him tell you what his sort of vibe is and what his journey is in life but one of the things that that I was really intrigued with is that it's um, based on alternative and holistic sort of wellness which I'm into as you all know I'm not a proponent of treating things with substances or treating things with anything that's that's not natural so welcome Kevin Thank you for having me, Gabby. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, we uh, we definitely are on the same, the similar vibe. So I was happy to uh, connect with you after the event. Yeah, sure. So um, I love what you're doing with the audience, and like you were saying just now, prior to the intro about um, bringing people together and living life on our terms. This uh, you know really resonated with me, which is why I know that we needed to sort of. Uh, connect um, after manifest really. Yes, definitely. Uh, I spent a lot of years of my life um, doing things that I wasn't super into. They were they were interesting for a moment, but they weren't aligned with like who I am or what I'm about and what I truly felt like I, w- I found myself curious or thinking about a lot. They were sure. just sort of a means to an end you know, paying bills, doing the, the status quo thing and just having enough money to be financially comfortable. But I found myself waking up in the morning not motivated, not inspired, mm. and definitely didn't have a fire under my ass to sort of, um, to be awake even. Yeah, sure. So I, no, I think I t- a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm me too as well. So I can, um, so basically, I, just like you, I did the same thing. I was very much money motivated or you know and it was very external it's like you know do well in this and look and show everybody how well you're doing etc and to cut a long story short that had a sort of a like a meltdown really um it resulted in me losing uh, my business my home my girlfriend at the time so everything was just thrown up in the air just sort of cleared out and i was um i went through a kind of stage of like a you know depression and, and anxiety having those two things and uh, by chance, I ran into somebody who was a hypnotherapist and um, a coach. And he graciously let me do some work with him for free. And, um, you know, I got some confidence back. We worked out a bit of direction. And it soon became apparent I really wanted to do what he did. Now, I've always been to, into sort of mindset stuff and personal development and whatever. This is, we're talking about 15 years ago now. But um, wow. to actually pursue it, because uh, pursue a career and I hadn't really thought it was possible and I started you know doing loads of research going on you you know the kind of the university of YouTube I call it you know the, the great Tony Robbins and you know uh, Wayne Dyer there was loads the list was endless and then I found uh, a couple of schools where I could get some education or some formal education and training and first of all I went into coaching um, but what I really did love was the, the hypnotherapy side of things because there's a guy by the name of the kind of the the grandfather of uh, hypnotherapy is a guy by the name of Milton Erickson. And what he used to do at that point in time with his patients was just, they would be cured or feel a lot better. And he would just have these 
uh, conversations with them and they would just tell these stories and they were very when they broke it down and modeled what he did he, he would um he would be talking to them in such a way that those people would be in an almost like a light trance and then he would use something called an embedded commands that would that would go into these people so he would tell you know if i start talking to you about how well you're going to feel and or how well a certain person felt with a similar condition to you and oh, that reminds me of this story gabby when this person suffered from stress and anxiety and they did this 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 and this and they you know they went on this journey and it's very relatable you know and it's um it's it's one of the easiest things to actually do we all go into trance all the time anyway uh, um and it's quite natural so for me it's like um I use the analogy of like falling asleep with a TV on or something like that. You're not, you're aware, but you're not quite aware, if that makes sense. So the stuff is still going in and you're going, the information is coming in at a, uh, a different uh, brainwave state, basically. That's what's going on. You're sort of, um, is it like a subconscious thing where you are able to sort of receive information and, um, and process it but you are not in an active state of you know when when we're talking and when we're awake and when we're having a normal conversation your brain is sort of analyzing and skeptical and actively uh easily distracted so is this sort of more of a a a subconscious yeah one level down yeah like one level down where you're just receiving and you're not really actively doing anything else or or conscious of anything else exactly i like to call it something like it's removing your filters or because we all we all process information based on some on the, the filters that we are that we have and how we how we receive the world how we how we perceive the world and um it's yeah it's the subconscious is uh, a it's a lot more powerful than our, our conscious mind we're always trying to rationalize things and whatever um and 95 percent of what we do is um subconscious as well as automatic so by accessing the subconscious mind and putting in things that we actually we want we can then we can then look to start reprogramming our mind and it takes it would it can be instant you know fears phobias um scared of flying spiders smoking right. all those types of things but if you're looking at a, a, a a, a fixed change, a, a ch- to change your way of being, how you show up on a daily basis, then we need to have access to a regular practice. And what I, what I love about it is with the, with the, on a subconscious level, you can then, it's not just you're accessing your mind, you're accessing the, the whole body as well. So you, you can have, you create a, a visceral um, experience. So you actually, the mind doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction, you see. So, what happens then is that you can literally play out the experience. You have an experience as if it was real time. It is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like telling a story, but like being in the story. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So uh, you repeat that enough times, then that then becomes the new habit. And what happens is you'll start to look, your mind will start to look for information to copy that because that's all our mind is anyway. It's like a giant computer and it will regurgitate the stuff. It, yeah, it takes a part of least resistance. Oh yeah, we do this all the time. So that, that must mean that this thing is like that. So let's go, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I talked about that. I've talked about that a few times. I did a whole episode on self-talk. Oh, really? Yeah. And self-talk is the most important voice in your entire life because um, it's the story you tell yourself every day and it's the narrative that's in your mind. And it's even when you are doing absolutely nothing and you're sitting in your house alone, 
and you are doing something completely monotonous like brushing your teeth or brushing your hair or boiling some water your voice in your head is never quiet never completely still maybe for a moment but the voice in your head is important so the story that you tell yourself is going to become your truth so if you convince yourself of something then your subconscious is going to go along with that automatically like as if it's programmed so if you if you're telling yourself negative things if you're telling yourself things that are planting doubt in your head every day then that's what you're going to think is your reality mm. and it's a, a huge thing that i don't think a lot of people understand on like a practical level i wish i could um i want to go in deeper into it like especially now that i've got my private group of mm. like when you're sitting by yourself or when you're thinking about doing something that you've been wanting to do for a long time to sort of get yourself out of whatever routine you're in like whatever job or life cycle you're in that you're not really that happy with mm. what is the story that you're really telling yourself when you're thinking about doing something else that would make you happy what are the excuses or the reasons or the the doubts that are going through your head and how can how can we reprogram them maybe so I, I, I love that as well and it's great that you're looking at the way because i'm not sure you could come across it but for me there's a lot of this the self-help and personal development world and say yeah let's let's just focus on the positives let's not look at the negatives etc etc but to be fair what you're talking about is shining a light and having the awareness of you know the, the negative self-talk and you have to we, you 100 because you need that kind of the, the structure we and which is this is what i found um in in the hypnosis side of things as well um, one of the reasons i don't do just do it solely on hypnosis i, I always throw in the coaching and have a, a, a coaching model which i'll tell you about in a second is that um i found that the major thing was clients would see me as the the source of fixing them when actually yes, i'm it, so i'm doing them a disservice then because it's them that's making the changes not me Yeah. See, so they would come to see me and think I can do it. So the please and don't get me wrong the placebo effect is great for a a small period of time but that person you're not needs to feel empowered that they can just do this whenever they need to and you know have the tools and techniques to to go away with it. So um what I've moved moving on from the hypnotherapy I've created a coaching model called Quest and it talks about this um the two very separate frameworks so the q and the u stand for quantify and understand and this is a look at your um this is okay where the hard facts the warts and all you know no bullshitting yourself this is the data this is what this is where i am the the u is for understanding so it's an understanding fully okay let's have a look at your beliefs why i do what i do and how i can and and just be come for the time being just be comfortable in fact okay when i do there's a certain triggers or there's certain things and i understand that oh, that's come from my childhood or that's come from there or whatever this is the first time i recall ever feeling this way that's what was going on for me so the e stands for expiration okay so now you have this the q and the u the expiration is well, what is it that you really do want what is it that you want to do want for yourself so we're looking at the sort of the positive aspects of aspects of it now so the a lot of the time and this is what we said earlier is that we go for goals and we don't even realize that they could be goals from our parents or society things or whatever they're not actually oh, yeah. ours they're not really ours they're like an MTV MTV version of it so um 
it's really exploring what it is that would truly make you happy, fulfilled, and and feel like you're living, uh, you know, living fully and not doing this, you know, following the status quo, but living a life on your own terms. It's, yeah, it's I really asked if money was no object. I love this. Yeah, and like money didn't exist, or like you didn't have to worry about anything about money. Your parents didn't have any expectations, and they told you, "We want you to do whatever you want to do." What would you do? Mm, that's a great question. And, and I tell people, don't answer right now. Think about it. Mm. Think about really if you took all the strings away and it's just about you and making you happy and, and you waking up really excited every morning. Yeah. Like really like pumped. Like what would you do? Yeah. And people would be shocked. Yeah, you know, well, it really is it's great. It's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how weird or silly or whatever it's out, out of the box you think it is, there's thousands of people that are going to think that that is really fucking cool. Mm, yeah, yeah, for there's sure. There's 8 billion people on the planet. There are definitely <laughs> hundreds, if not thousands of people that will think that that is cool. Maybe that's even right. millions. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like uh, Matt always says as well, isn't it? That you vibe attracts your tribe and it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I really love that question. It's a great one. And the, so the S is for structure. So uh, one of my mentors always says this, it's not the, um, it's the riverbed that dictates the flow of the water. And what he means by that is, again, we take the path of least resistance. So we need to create a system or a structure that allows us to just flow into that thing that we want to do. When we say what we want and we know what, where we're going, then that, yeah let's create the structure that flows that way you know so essentially when you look at it the q and the u is an old structure the e and the s is the new one right so the t is the transformation and this is where you do the work um as far as um doing it re repetitively so it's a, it becomes a, a you're literally rewiring your brain new neuro pathways and all that stuff you know you can there's loads and loads of science on that um, on now on that now um but by the repetition uh, of following the new structure, you, what happens is you'll you'll then um, you then start to look for other things. You know the uh, what's it called the reticular activating system. Yes. Start, start to look and replicate those types of things to almost please you, so to speak. Equally, there's another part of the brain called the um, anterior cingulate, and that's almost like your PA, your um, or your secretary. So if, if you ever been stuck on a question. And then you can ask the question, go and then forget about it, go to sleep, and then wake up the next day, and something will just shoot into your consciousness. You can really play with that, and that, that happens. Um, I, I do that all the time, just for sort of just for fun, and just leave it because there's something about letting go, getting out of your own way, and letting your subconscious deal with it. And the more you do that, the more you can rely on it. The more you realize that you have a, you, you know, you, the the conscious part. As, as useful as it is, it's still very limited and there's a, there's a sort of a greater set part of you that you can use as a, the entire self is being used, the, the uh, subconscious and the, the conscious mind, you know? Yeah, and I, as a person who has anxiety and I have a very busy mind and a very active mm. conscious, mm. Um, finding a way to, I don't like to say quiet your mind, you know, meditating or whatever, but... I like to, what works for me, might not work for everyone, but if I get into doing something uh, physically active or uh, manually, like putting together a, a shelf or do, working on a project where it's something very structured and, and I don't have to do a lot of thinking and it's just me doing something constructive. Mm. And then in the back of my head because you know my brain is always going 100 miles an hour 
my subconscious is sort of doing its work while I'm keeping my my conscious mind sort of busy doing something I don't want to say simple it is simple though it's something simple and I'm not doing any deep thinking then those answers will come if I yeah. find something actively constructive to do with with my hands and with my my senses then my subconscious kind of goes to work in the background yeah yeah oh, I love that that's a great idea and there's something about physicality for sure and getting up and moving and like you say doing something where you're not it's just enough to, it's almost like a positive distraction, isn't it? I mean, I do yeah. I do a lot of martial arts and it's whenever I have sparring sh- sessions as well, that's, I find that a great, because I'm, <laughs> because I'm so focused on not getting my head punched off, then it allows, you know, my focus is just on the one thing and then everything else afterwards, obviously my endorphins are rushing because of the, because of the exercise, but the mental clarity that comes with that as well um, is, um, is, is phenomenal. And um, yeah. there's a lot of them. Um, I think there's, um, I can't remember, there's a great book called The Rise of Superman, and that's about the study of flow state. And again, it's the same type of thing, you know, but um, I do that for a lot. I know you're a creative as well. So sometimes I get stuck for content or what I, something I know I need to deliver or I need to do something for the website and uh, I get stuck with it. Then I go off and do something, just leave it. And it's the weirdest thing because we're not conditioned that way. You don't know we need to, you know, sit there and, and fight through it and, and, you know, and force the force the issue. And whenever I've done that, I'm not, sure, I'm not, sure, can't speak for anybody else. But whenever I've done that, I just don't, doesn't feel like it's come from the right space. It doesn't feel like it has enough power or energy, and it, it, it literally does show up in the numbers as far as well. In the and think about it this way: from an early age, what do they tell you when you take a test or when you? are doing something or looking for an answer that you're sort of stuck on. They tell you to move on and go to the next and go to the next thing or go ahead and just continue what you're doing, like finish what else you're doing. And that a lot of times the answer will come to you or something will trigger the answer to come to you. So it's, it's whatever that is. I, I feel like when you try to concentrate on something that's confusing you, it almost has the opposite effect yeah. and you get more confused. Whereas if you just kind of like go and do something that is is constructive and productive for you and that makes you sort of feel good, whether it's exercise or a project around the house that you've been putting off or something that kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm glad I got that done or I'm glad I did that. Yeah. It lets your brain relax and do its job. Whereas if you're stressing something and you're forcing it, then the answer you come up with sometimes it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't fit or it doesn't work as well, or it, it, it's okay, but it's not great. Yeah, it comes from the same space of, from what the problem comes from. It's, and then there's a great saying that if you, when if you focus on the if you focus on the problem, then you actually become the problem. And that's the, <laughs> you know, you take you you embody it and you take that on. And, um, and like I say, it does feel counterintuitive mm-hmm. to just leave leave something, but I think it's the best thing just to uh best thing to do there's another great saying that my uh, one of my mentors says as well is don't don't just sit there do nothing you know and it's just sit there with that tension and just you know okay just, just let it just ride it out breathe through it do whatever you need to do go and distract yourself go and do something else and just come back to it as and when you need to yeah funny that you are into the the hypnotherapy world because a few weeks ago i read some articles on it so i looked into hypnotherapy a few uh, a few weeks ago before I, I went to manifest and met you and I was thinking of doing it because of a 
a difficult personal emotional situation that I went through several months ago and have had a hard time processing correctly or getting past and then I thought well am I really supposed to get past it or am I supposed to go through it and maybe it's just taking time because it's supposed to take time and then Mm -hmm. I I looked into a hypnotherapist locally and I did some research on her and her practice and read some sort of feedback from other people and it didn't really seem as good of a fit as I thought so I, I never went ahead with it but I just wondered as far as trauma or in a, an upsetting emotional situation or something how does hypnotherapy work when someone's coming from that space okay sure um so there's a there's a couple of ways um and it, again you're you're right then if it didn't feel like a good fit then it probably wasn't because there'd be some people that are that do this work are they can be very specific in one way or another so i would look for somebody that did um specialize in trauma or sort of like um like a regression type hypnotherapy as well because and what i mean by regression is that we can go back and look into those uh, in a nice safe environment when you're ready to we can actually go back and revisit that time and um literally it's called a reframe and reframe whatever happened there so it becomes a lot more manageable um in in your day-to-day and you can again uh, viewing it from a, a space that is um disassociated from you actually being in that emotion there and then and reliving it you're doing it like it's happening to somebody else or a younger version of yourself or something whatever or however you want it wants to be looked at it depends on the, the style of the person but it is it's um it's done in it's done in that instant it's almost like a, have you heard ever heard of timeline therapy no oh so you okay well you just revisit you revisit the the, the, the timeline or whenever it was so say was it like you said seven months ago you'll go back through the go back to that time um, look at you briefly look at how what came up for you the feelings etc etc and then you can ask yourself how how else you want to feel and how you can change that there and then or any advice any words of um, encouragement or anything like that and then bring that back up and you walk back up towards the present day and you can even go into the future and then look back on that look back on the, the original incident and you'll just um, as you're going up and down the timeline we can look at certain things you can go way back into your childhood changing beliefs changing other things and then um, go back into bring, ultimately bring it back into the present day where um, you have a sort of a new way of looking or experiencing that sort of that past I think it's it's like we were talking about earlier your brain is just a big computer and some things are easy to reprogram uh, sure. And some things are, are more difficult and require more time and effort and consistency and and getting sort of on a a little program for a while. Of... Sure, it's work. It's work. It definitely is, especially the hardest. Yeah, it's work. Right. But it, it's worth it, though, right? Oh, for sure. Mm. I mean, especially if you feel very stuck in in anything, whether it's um, emotionally, uh, a relationship, a job. A lot of people, I think, it's not even something that they can tie their sadness or their anxiety to a particular thing in their life. It's a it's a common theme in the way that they 
feel about themselves, but they don't realize how they feel about themselves. So it's it's their self-awareness and their consciousness isn't coming from a place of positivity or self-belief. It's coming from a place of, you know, people grew up in a lot of different scenarios. And some people grew up in environments where they were not bred to believe in themselves. They were not bred to have a lot of self-confidence or even worse, they were bred the opposite in, in that they were given beliefs by their parents that they weren't good enough and that they weren't going to ever be anything. And then even though as adults were like, oh, well, you know, I don't think that, that subconscious undertone is there and it's affecting all areas of your life yeah and, and it is and it is the underlying reason why you're not happy sure and some people having that realization that their subconscious is going along with the story that their parents told them it's like a really mind fuck moment of like holy shit mm. uh, that that's true yeah yeah, I mean the the awareness is. I've just got I've, <laughs> I've just got chills up and down my arms when you were just saying that because of the, the, I've been I've had those experiences myself, and also yeah. seen that when they land with somebody and like holy shit, all this time I've been doing this. I just didn't, didn't know I had this awareness, and either you assume whatever you're doing is because it's, that's your map of the world, right? That's your reality. Because you just assume everyone thinks the same way, and we we really do not. <laughs> and we really do not and um, you know if we were to inhabit someone else's body even for a day I think we'd all die of shock and um, yeah. the awareness in, in and of itself is for me is one of the m- massive parts of the uh, integral part of the healing because then you have a you have options you have choice yeah you know? it's just it's just a little it's just a little freeing of that sort of the, of the grip well, and one of my favorite people in the world, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, he says this thing, you know, he's a business guy, but he says this thing all the time. If there is a voice in your head or in the background that is not kind to you or is telling you you can't do something or telling you you'll fail at something or just not um, a positive voice you need to understand that someone put that voice there and that is not your voice. That is not who you are. That is someone else's version or story that they implanted. And you need to recognize, like step back from yourself, look at yourself and have enough like love to say, fuck you. You're not me. That is not my voice. And he says it kind of in a different way, but but that is a, that is a huge thing for a lot of people is that whoever it was, whether it's someone that bullied you when you were a kid or um, your parents or your sibling or whoever was mean to you when you were young, a lot of times we uh, threw that voice into the background mm-hmm. and never like eradicated it or like got it the hell out of there 
and it stays in the background as this like this little mouse messes us up when we want to do something that requires some bravery or we want to do something that requires some courage or some some serious self-belief we have this little mouse in the background like that's never gonna work you're never gonna be able to do that you're not good enough to do that you're gonna fail and we don't know where the voice sometimes we forget where the voice comes from until we address it so i think the hypnotherapy and getting into sort of um your subconscious thoughts and your self-talk is a great thing so i think we're doing this is a great thing that's so much easier thank you and it's uh, here's the other thing i've noticed as well is that sometimes that that those voices or um, they don't want to go anywhere they don't want they will live you know we're so used to having them that that's part becomes part of our identity and to lose that can be quite fearful like okay well if i don't have this anymore if i don't have this story then who do i become or who who am i you yeah. know which is why it's so important to have the two the two things the awareness is, is is massive but at the same time let's let's build that let's create that new story and at least know what you want to a, a certain degree and then we can add on um as we as we go along because most people if you ask them what they what, what you don't want they will tell you what they but if you sorry if you ask somebody what they want they will tell you what they don't what they don't yeah. want they're yeah. quite quick you know and it takes a little bit of concentration it, it's it's subtle but you can't you just i can't have that from my clients i just i can't have it i don't want to know what you don't want we already know what you don't want you know so yeah. it, it needs to be it, it needs to be in that tense where it's okay it's positive but also um yeah, future future focused. Yeah. A lot of people talk about you know discovering who you are or um, finding yourself, but it, that doesn't really make sense to me. To me, it's like you are if you get all those voices out of your head that planted a seed that doesn't belong there, that isn't helping you. It's not none of those voices that are doubting you are helping you. If you get those out of there, you're just returning to who you were when you were born. You're returning to who you were supposed to be the whole time. But all these voices, it's like um, they're little weights. They're little weights. And and they sit on top of you and sort of prevent you from moving freely. And then the more weights that you take off, the more like, well, this feels better. Like, I don't feel like a new person. But I feel like more, I, I hear a lot of people say this. I, after I talk to you or after I, um, you know, we tell, you tell a story or I relate to something and I sort of try to change the way I talk to myself, I feel more myself. I feel more me than I have before. And I'm like, yeah. yes, that's what, that's the goal is the more you, you feel, the less scared and anxious you are because you're not operating from a place of like doubt and fear you're operating from a place of i know who the fuck i am yeah 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 from a that's, place that's a power that's a superpower there you go yeah for sure yeah definitely it's it's funny because you can learn a lot about as you were talking i remember you saying that about going back to um sort of preconditioning ages of you know maybe you know, definitely sub seven but maybe even sub five five years old oh, yeah. and if you watch young children play they just try things and trial and error and they, they have that there's something really charming about the, the the level of innocence that they have and um i think we forget that's how we should um show up 
Now, of course, there are dangers. Of course, there are other things in, in the world that we need to be mindful of, but we don't need to, to make meaning of those things. And to have that, that freedom and that creative creativity, I think ch- children can be a great teacher. Just, just study those young people. And they are, they- because think about it. When a kid struggles to walk, do they just give up and just crawl for the rest of their life? No, they keep trying because they don't have a voice in their head telling them, like oh you've already tried this 10 times it's not gonna work they don't have that voice because they don't even really understand words yet they just and they all and all they know is someone encouraging them because you know obviously people your parents are encouraging you to keep to keep trying to walk so Mm. the problem is is that once we get to an age where we do understand language and we do take on other people's insecurities because when someone tells you you can't do something or someone tells you that you suck or you're not good enough or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that that all stems from their own insecurities that's not your that's not the voice that you should follow like we almost need like earmuffs when we're young because we get told all the time by other kids that are mean or that maybe their parents are mean to them and then we go to school and then they tell us that we're stupid or we're this or we're that and then those those things they stick to us for some reason it really kind of sucks that that happens but Mm. they stick to us so the better um home life you have and the better foundation you have at home with your parents that they can sort of um field those things that are coming at you once you begin school and once you begin experiencing other people in the world and if they can condition you to sort of know how to filter that out i think that is the number one most important skill that a parent could teach a child. I think so too. I, yeah, I'm really glad you said that because you can't, you cannot avoid being influenced and taking on these kind of things and creating beliefs out of thin air. It almost seems or whatever. And everyone's, um, it doesn't matter how well your childhood is, you're still going to have these things that you need to manage. So having the skill set to then realize that, okay, I can have this, have this awareness and create from a space of love rather than fear is really, really key. Yeah, like you know how to deflect, like you respect and you have empathy for the people that are like kind of negative. They're absorbing that from another source. Because I think about, okay, human beings, we are like giant receptors, like uh, satellite dishes. And if we don't learn to have like a force field, and I know this sounds like sort of abstract and silly to some people, but if you don't have a buffer where you're like, all right, I get why this person's being negative. I get why they're being this way. I get why they're saying this and whatever. And they must kind of feel this way about themselves. So they're sort of projecting that on me. That's advanced for a child to understand. But I think if you explain it in a simple term, it's like you're like a sponge or a receptor. And if you don't learn to have a barrier where you just kind of like accept that that's the way someone feels and just say, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but kind of just block it out. Mm. If you can learn that at a really young age, then you are basically invincible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Imagine if that was taught yeah. as much as, you know, these skills that they teach us in school. Imagine if that was taught. Mm. That's um, interesting you say that because I think the whole that... world would change. Yeah, yeah, because you're in that you're in a state of um, that sponge you talk about, that's the theta brainwave state. So you can take in all this information. So 
why not make sure then that that information that you're taking in is deals with these types of things and is extremely valuable like uh, that's you know sort of life lessons 101 straight off you know straight off the bat straight away it would be so much uh, so much different yeah sure so yeah i'm really happy that we got to talk because i'm sure that whoever is listening just took a lot of information and will be able to ponder this conversation really mm. and apply it and hopefully make some positive changes like the, the worst thing for me is meeting someone who tells me that they're stuck but then they don't do anything to get unstuck oh so, man I totally agree yeah. and then I have to watch them and I know that they're struggling mm-hmm. but I can't help them they have to help themselves sure so yeah. I just I just hope that I always hope for people that they just I can spark something in their brain just anything with any piece of information that will sort of encourage them to make that one first baby step yeah 100% I mean if anyone is listening to this and then that, that, that's obviously a step so the next initial step is to take some action and either reach out to somebody or uh, and do something else but you know change is definitely possible you wouldn't be listening to this in the first place exactly yeah and and whether you reach out to one of us or you reach out to someone that you feel close to uh that you know is like a good positive force in your life whatever it is um people like to help other people i would say by and large like that's the the general theme so don't ever feel alone or like people will judge you because so many I would say the majority of people have struggled in life and have experienced some sort of sadness depression anxiety or what have you at some point yeah definitely definitely. yeah it it may even feel favorable to be so isolate yourself but it's it's not it's quite the opposite that's needed that's for sure yeah yeah isolation is the worst thing honestly Well, thank you, Kevin. I hope you have a great day, and uh, I hope that I can somehow contribute to your platform. Or, or I'm not sure if you do a podcast or. Yeah, thank you, Gabby. I, I, I really enjoyed that, and um, yeah, I do. I'd love to get you on actually, and uh, we do. I do mm-hmm. something similar, be an interview where we do a, a video call, and then yeah, my I know my audience will really love love to hear you. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope, you know, you enjoyed and took something positive or motivating from this. Um, And stay tuned for next episode on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.